me try it one more time. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Sorry, I'm almost from everybody from Curly X. Yeah, because it was working. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Yeah, I just got it. You want it? You want me to print it? Um, I asked him, did he want me to print it? We scoot that table back so it don't look bad. Whenever you're ready. Serve my life, for I am holy. You are my God. 
servant. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive. And abundant and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Our Father and our God,
I want to welcome all those that that join us by way of Facebook uh, Facebook Live. We are we are grateful for so many that continue to work behind the scenes. Uh, uh, this this thing is not easy. And I think many churches are are learning that. Uh, many preachers and pastors all over all over this nation, really all over the world, as they um, really take it upon themselves to try to get the message the best message out the best way they can. Uh, we're blessed here at Cedar Top that we've had a, a media team uh, that's been doing a lot of this stuff uh, for a while. So we just continue to be grateful for, for all, their, all their efforts. Again, I want to welcome all of those that join us. Uh, we recognize that you could have connected with a number of churches by way of the internet. And so we're thankful that God has uh, allowed you to connect with us this morning. I want to take a moment and say happy, happy Mother's Day to, to many, not just here at Cedar Top, uh, especially salute those mothers here at Cedar Top, but also those throughout this community. Um, but we're blessed here at Cedar Top to have to have some good, good mothers, um, good, good role models for not just our, our young ladies, but for our men, our men as well. And so we are grateful. place. 
Churches cannot remain silent. Pulpits, white and black, cannot remain silent.
reminds us that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. When our mothers and our fathers can't get to us, you can get to us. So God, we just thank you. Thank you for that reminder. We thank you for your spirit to tug at our hearts. Remind us press on just a little while. Now, Father God, I pray. I pray. pray for the, the families, those that have suffered, lost, loved ones by violence. I'm praying for the young man's family in Georgia. I'm praying for the young lady's family right now in Louisville. Father God, I'm praying for so many families who are struggling with struggling with violence, Father God. What violence has done to their house. So I'm praying, God, that as a community, I'm praying as a church, we can do what needs to be done, Father God. I'm praying for young people right now. I'm praying for our young men. I'm praying for our young women. Father God, give strength. Give wisdom to those that are in leadership. Father God, give us the courage to put those in leadership and have a mind and a heart for all people, not just subsections of our Father God, we need you. We need you more now than we ever need you. So Father God, we trust you with all of us. Give strength. Strength for this hour. Pray, Father God. Those that stand up in the pulpits all over this community. You're preaching power now, Father God. Even in the midst of an empty church, people need to hear from the high. So, Father God, thank you for the privilege to preach one more time. God, right now is our plea.
preach word. I'll tell you what, service. Service is not complete until we hear from hear from the Lord. I, uh, I know we've got a, many have a busy day ahead of even with the social distancing. So we'll move we'll move right along. In first first Samuel. First book of Samuel, the first chapter, verses 8 through 18, and I will read that in, in its entirety. First Samuel, the first chapter, verses 8 through 18. You'll, you'll hear these words. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why does your heart breathe? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant, and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, and will give your maidservant a man-child, a male-child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened that she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. 15. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaining grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. The God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. The Lord had a blessing to the reading of this holy and divine word. Just for a moment, I want to look at this idea of a praying mother. A praying, a praying mother. Uh, the theme, uh, we'll continue with the theme of the fundamentals of prayer uh, throughout, this, throughout this month to be the Lord's will. Uh, last week, uh, we looked at a praying church. Today, we'll look at a praying God's special creation by Lenora McWhorter. The hand that rocks the cradle also makes the house a home. It is the prayers of the mother that keeps the family strong. Mother rises early in the morning and bathes her day in prayer. She talks to God about her family and places them in his care. Mother communicates her love in a thousand different ways. When there's a need, she is there whether it's night or day. 
Mother sees his life with love and gives so much of herself. God placed in her the best he had and made her unlike anyone else. When challenges come our way and when trials block our view, mother's, mother kneels down beside her bed and prays the family through. Mother is God's special creation. She is a light shining in the dark, illuminating the path for her family and pointing them toward God. Again, God's special creation by Lenora. The two books of Samuel record the rise of the kingdom of Israel, the story of King David and King Saul, and the move of the Israel government from a theocracy to a kingdom. The Jewish nation was a loosely knit group of tribes under judges who was experiencing a period of unrest. In short, the leadership was not solid. The priesthood was corrupt. The Ark of the Covenant was not at the tabernacle. Idolatry was practiced and the judges dishonest. Theologian John MacArthur points out that at this time, the great empires of the ancient world, Egypt, Babylon, and Assyria, were weak. And rights and the Philistines were the biggest threat to the Israel nation. The two, big, the two books of Samuel, we see the effects of personal and national sin. That sound, that error sounds familiar. We also have an introduction to the office of prophet. Samuel would arrive on the scene and display a godly character, in contrast to many that we encounter at this time. In fact, that at this point, God was not even speaking to the Israel nation. As judges was a period of limited prophetic activity. You can see that in 1 Samuel 3. Samuel's father, Elkanah, of the priestly Levite family. It makes his required annual trips to the central sanctuary in Shiloh. This was a requirement for all Jewish men at this time. On this particular trip, we find Elkanah in, in his, his custom that he brings his wives, his, both his wives, Penina and Hannah, along. We learn uh, in this study that Hannah is barren, and in this society, the inability to have a child, and a male child at that, showed a lack of blessings from the Lord. And to make matters worse, Peniah, uh, the other wife, was able to have children, and she even taunted him. We find, we find Hannah a real woman, one with real issues. She wrestled with bitterness and disappointment, and yet she understands the importance of bringing her concerns before the Lord. Let's be honest, some of the problems that we see before Hannah were not brought on by her. Some of the problems uh, that she wrestled with in this section uh, were brought on by her husband and those around her. I'm not here today to bash men or any wayward children. But many mothers know what it's like to have to maneuver around issues that they did not create. However, 
Peter has to remind us that now, now this is 
not, this is not drunk. It's daytime. We know what drunk is. Now, now what this is, this is the Holy Spirit. This is the movement of God upon his, upon his people. We see the same thing with Hannah here. Can you, can you see her? Now, now, let me make sure that you understand this. In, in this time, it would not have been, uh, even in Jesus' time, uh, but definitely right here as well, it would not have been uncommon to, uh, in fact, it would have been common practice to pray out loud. So to have Hannah here praying, but not praying out loud, it's a, it's a little uncommon. And then to see her lips moving, Eli the priest, and that's a study in of its own self. You all are, uh, many of you all are Old Testament students, I know that. Uh, but, but Eli, Eli is a study in and of his, of his own self. Eli didn't do a good job with his household. So we see that he pays, and his family ultimately pays the price. But, but, but we have Hannah here. Praying with such intensity that our lips are moving, but nothing's coming out. And I, look, you've got to be, you've got to be pretty intense about your prayer if your lips are moving and nothing's coming out. Who, who's been that solid? Who's been in tuned? Let's go ahead and we're, we're, we've not always been in the church. Let, let me go ahead and use this example. I, I can remember, and I've done it myself. I see it sometimes. Strange, it looks strange from a distance, but you can see folks, especially now with these, with these headphones that wireless headphones that people have, and, and you can see them thinking they're they're actually saying the words. Nothing's coming out, and they're walking past you and they're saying the words. And in, in my era, we look, we we kind of rap the songs and all that going, and we didn't have earphones then. We knew the lyrics that good, and I guess they do now too. But 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 you can find us, we'd be so in tune, I can remember being so in tune to some songs. My lips would be moving and I'd be intense about it. Hannah was so in tune with this prayer. And so much determination in this prayer. So authentic that we that we see her right here with lips, lips moving. Eli, Eli says, says she's got to be, she's got to be drunk. But that's a reminder, that's a reminder for all of us that, that look, you're gonna always have people, you're gonna have people. Eli was a high priest. You want to have people that are not going to understand you. Not understand your movements. You, get, you can't get caught up in what people think. What people are saying about you. Just go ahead. A mother's on this day. You do what you've got to do. Hannah! Hannah! Hannah was so intense. So intense that her lips, her lips moved. What I like is that we see this intensity. We see this determination. But you, you also see Grace that Hannah has. I'm reminded of, of, of some of the mothers that I've already mentioned. The grace that they had, and even dealing with tough times. You don't pass anything on to the, these young ladies and these young men, mothers. You pass on to them how you deal with stuff in, in a graceful fashion. Hannah could have easily cussed out the high priest. But the high priest didn't have the discernment that speaks of him. I told you this was a rough period in the Israel nation. The high priest didn't even have the discernment to see that she was in the midst of prayer. And he chastised her. And we see that she, she walks in humility and says, no, 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 I'm not drunk. What I have, what I'm dealing with right now, only the Lord, only the Lord can help me with. Then Henry comments that Hannah mingled her prayers with her tears. When we read 
Lord, we've got to be, we've got to be authentic. We see in 15, she poured her soul out to the Lord. Look at, look at that. 15. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicated drink, but have poured out my soul before, before the Lord. Many mothers know what it's like to have no one to turn to but God. But in that, you learn that if he was the only one, he, he was a, he was a God. David in Psalm 62 uh, reminds us that, that, that God, we pour out our soul to God. He, he becomes our refuge. Hannah learned the same thing. And praying mothers today have learned the, the same thing. That when you pour your soul out to him, he becomes So we see that she first prays with an intensity, and then she prays with an intent. Look in, look in 11. It says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant, and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his, his head. That'll be that, that Nazarite, that Nazarite vow. Hannah, Hannah prayed with an intention. She, she prayed with a, with a purpose. She first understands the one that she is praying to. She's, she's praying and understands that within his power, he can make some things true. We see that she's asking a big God for a big act. Nothing wrong with bringing our everyday, quote unquote, small stuff to God. The truth be told, when, when we talk about bringing stuff to God, all of it's small to Him. But, but even in our everyday mundane stuff, if you will, we're called to bring that, bring that to God. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But when when was the last time you, you trusted God with some big stuff in your life? When was the last time you trusted God to work some, some stuff that from an earthly standpoint I looked like it had no, had no chance? In Psalm 7, we, we find David praying for divine action from God and deliverance from his enemies. David prays specifically that God deal with his enemies and at the same time deal with any iniquity that's in him. He says that all his trust is in God. David understands that he's asking an all-powerful God for intention. Intentionally, he's asking for specific action in his life. Hannah prays with specific intent. And in that, she also prays in God's, in God's will. James, the book of James reminds us that we lack and we receive not because we either do not ask or we ask amiss. Meaning we seek things that are not in God's, God's will. Our asking, our pleading must be within God's wheelhouse. We, we understand that we can't bargain per se, but Hannah says that I will give you the son. I'll give you the son that you, that you give. 
even up to this, to this point that she's been ridiculed. Uh, I, I told you in the introduction that the practice was for, for, for Elkadah that whenever he went, whenever he went to the temple, that he'd bring his, he'd bring his wives with him. And it was, it was Hannah's practice to, to be in prayer. We see that. We see that the other sister life, if you will, shamed her. Every opportunity she got. And so we see, we see Hannah, but what almost appears to be an impossible, an impossible situation. With that being said, she prays. She prays intentionally. We see an intensity, but we see an intentional movement on, on Hannah's part. Truth be told, many of us are specific enough in our, in our prayers. We're not big enough in our prayers. So, James reminds us we, we sit in predicaments that we're in. I, I, I can I don't you know I can't I can't bring any mothers up for any testimony right now. But I just believe that I've got some mothers right now on Facebook Live that know about bringing some big stuff, some big stuff to, to God. I know I've got some some mothers that have that have been in predicaments that they're the pleas, the pleas that they've had, and the situation they had, and the husbands or significant others couldn't do anything. I know I've got some mothers that have been in a situation that, that, that uh, bless the heart and love the church, but the church, per se, couldn't do anything with it. I, I know I've got some mothers that have been in some situations. Some things look tight. Some children look like they were going off the deep end. Financial situations looked like it was going to take over them and drown the family. I, I, I know there's some mothers that have had to wrestle in silence. Abusive. Abusive men. I know we've got some, some mothers here that on Facebook Live that have had to, had to wrestle with children that would not listen. Children that but I also know that I've, I've got some praying mothers that knows what it's like bring the situation to a God and trust him with the impossible. We see Anna right here that she brings. She brings the impossible to God and trust in him. Trust him for it. She prays with an intensity. She prays Potentiality. And then last we see, we see that she prays. She prays on the on the other side. She prays on the other side. Look at, look at 18, and I'm on this And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman that's handled went her way and ate in her face.
it's all, when it's all set. I know, I know, I know, look, I, I can tell you from experience, I know I was going my butt out at times. <laughs> but I, I, I've watched, I've watched people, my own mother, learn how to leave, leave some stuff in the, in the Lord's hand. I've watched some, some grandmothers learn how to wrestle with the best that you, that you could. Eventually, when you give it over to the Lord, leave it. Leave it with Him. I've I, I watched some, some aunties. You know? I've I, I watched some, uh, some godmothers. I've I, I watched some, 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 some godly women He's put in my own life. Leave it. Leave some situations to the Lord. And trust Him on the other side.
Mothers, I know you can imagine what difficulty it would be to leave the child for good at the temple with Eli, the high priest, set up at a young age. We know the Lord would bless Hannah to have a son. And we see that Hannah praises the Lord by giving the son back to him. See, the problem, the problem with many of us in our prayers is that we're for self-gratification. The problem with, with many of our prayers is that we're not praying the thoughts of God. Number one, we don't know the thoughts of God because we don't read scripture. Number two, it's our, it's our intent. If we've been honest that most of us, we're not looking for ourselves. That's not, our, that's not our main goal. Our main goal is to get our needs taken care of. We find, we find Hannah in, in 1 Samuel, the beginning of chapter, chapter 2, that she rejoices in her heart in the Lord. When we learn to pray intense, intentional, in faith, and, in, and with the heart to give praise to God, when we get a chance, to be a blessing. Samuel would give the Israel nation a spiritual steadiness it had not experienced for a while. He would go on to anoint two kings and prove to be one of God's greatest prophets. God gets the glory for crafting, for crafting this. Yet we see that he uses a godly, praying woman to nurture, to nurture sin. The name Samuel literally means the name of God, but it sounds like heard by God. And God continues to hear the prayers of faithful mothers, even today. W.L. Codwell is quoted as saying that a society cannot be any greater than the mothers in that society. For the mothers are the makers of men. Thank God, thank God this day for faithful, praying mothers. Thank God, thank God this day for, for mothers that believe, that believe in the Lord. Thank God for mothers that have passed on that lineage <coughs> to their children, for those that have been trusted in their care. We salute you. We salute you this day. We salute you, mothers. We know Heart to pass on 
your mother this morning. Encourage your mother. Remind her the godly role that you've put before her. Give her the strength. Give her the reminder that because of Calvary, what you've done on the cross, that anything is possible. So help to remind her that she's not doing this in her own strength. Help to remind her through your Holy Spirit, you're giving. You're giving power in the name. So bless those mothers. Bless those mothers that join us. It's in your daughter's son, Jesus' name, we ask all these things.